Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you, my friend? How are you, my friend? Welcome. This is the Breakfast with Champions podcast, one of the most unique, amazing, and powerful podcasts you'll ever come across in your entire life. Listen, we bring you motivation, education, and inspiration, and ultimately give you an opportunity to get a seat at the table, to hang out with some of those that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. What makes this podcast so unique and incredible is we have over a hundred different thought leaders that are constantly delivering amazing, over-the-top, powerful, and impactful content in bite-sized nuggets that you can absorb, take action on, and implement in your life. So with that said, make sure you filter through. There's going to be some of these thought leaders, these experts in their industries that you're ultimately gonna connect with. You're gonna totally, totally resonate. It's gonna totally be your vibe. And then there's gonna be other ones that you're gonna be like, eh, you know what? I like them, but I don't know if I love them. And that's what's great about Breakfast with Champions is we have something for everyone. So make sure you sift through, find the ones that you love, and know that they'll be coming back every single week to be able to deliver to you the motivation and education and inspiration that you need. With that said, my name is Glenn Lundy. I am your host. Super excited to connect with you. And let's kick off today's episode of Breakfast with Champions. Ramon was talking about shouting people out, right? And before we start this segment, I wanted to shout somebody out because I feel like sometimes the mods of the room, they have something planned. They know what they're gonna talk about. They have something on their heart or something that happens in their world. And then sometimes we're inspired by each other or people in this room. So yesterday I was in Breakfast with Champions and I had the amazing pleasure to listen to a bunch of you. And one in particular that really just like hit me and that was our beautiful, lovely rainbow, Tamara. And her segment was so unbelievably inspiring. I even told her on the back end, I said, I think this might be one of my favorite segments ever because the passion and the conviction and what she was talking about and the message that she had yesterday. Honestly, I thought to myself when it was over, what a leader. And so leadership has been something that's been on my mind as well as Justin's, I know. And so I messaged him this morning and I said, leadership is what we should talk about. And he was 100% in alignment with that. So Tamara, thank you for the inspiration yesterday. You were on my mind all afternoon, all evening. And um, this one's for you, honestly, because you really, you just, you hit home with me yesterday. Love you. Thank you. I can't wait. Yes. So I want to open up with a story. And I want to tell you a story about a man named Bob Chapman. And Bob Chapman is the owner, CEO, and leader of a large manufacturing company in the Midwest. And it's about a $2 billion, or excuse me, $2 million company. He has about 7,000 employees. And um, it's a large manufacturing company in the Midwest. And like a lot of CEOs that have companies of that caliber, um, he thought like them, right? He led with production. He led with revenue. He led with the numbers. And several years back, Bob had a realization or an epiphany. And he started to realize that the people in his organization were the sons and the daughters of people. And those people came to work for him in his organization 
And it was his responsibility to make sure that they were cared for, that they were protected, that they felt seen, they felt safe, they felt important, and that they were absolutely valued. Now, I tell you this about Bob because in 2008, as I'm sure everybody in this room is aware, we had a market crash. And just like a lot of people at his level, he was faced with the fact that they lost about 30% of their um, orders, their customers. And so when he took that information to the board, naturally the board said to him, well, we got to lay people off. I mean, our pipeline is drying up. We're, we lost 30% of our orders. We got to lay people off. And so Bob said, absolutely not. And he followed it up with this statement. People aren't head counts. They're heart counts. And I'm not going to do it. And so what he decided to do with his team of people was implement a furlough program. Now, this furlough program was essentially everybody in the organization was required to take four weeks unpaid vacation. You could take that vacation however you wanted to. It didn't have to be consecutive. It didn't have to be at any certain time. And yet by implementing this furlough program, it saved the jobs of a lot of people. They didn't have to mass um, layoff. Now, what happened after this was a 100% a byproduct of what I call his leadership. He implemented this program and surprisingly, morale went up. Those people in the organization that could afford more were taking five weeks so that those who couldn't afford it only had to take three weeks. They were trading off times of year, culture, safety, camaraderie, the entire organization completely shifted and changed. Now, if at this point in the story, you're thinking to yourself, Amanda, this is like a little bit of deja vu. Why do I feel like I've heard this before? Well, if you, like me, know anything about a man named Simon Sinek, who is not only a thought leader, he's someone who has like very rare intellect. He wrote a book called Leaders Eat Last, and the story comes directly from that book. And he talks about this story in almost every single one of his conversations, because he believes that while most people think leadership means that you're in charge. In actuality, a leader takes care of those in his charge or her charge. And so today, that's what we want to talk to you about, Justin and I. We want to talk to you about leadership. We want to talk to you about, first and foremost, leadership can be whatever you take from this conversation. It can be leading yourself. It can be leading your family. It can be leading your household. It can be leading your organization. Any type of leadership that resonates with you, wherever you're at, whatever time you're in, in this season, in this moment of your life, I want you to think about leadership and the importance of it. So, Justin, are you with us, brother? I know you were driving. Yeah, I definitely am. And I mean, I'm smiling ear to ear. Um, Darian said early at the beginning of the week, who you hang out with matters, right? And I live my life by iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of their friends. It's Proverbs 27, 17. And, you know, I was thinking as you were talking about leadership, and I have in capitals on my notepad to say this morning that leadership is being of service, yet you just said that. And then I thought about, you know, who is the captain of the ship? You know, what happens when the boat goes down? Who 
who's the last person that should be on that boat? It's the captain of the ship. I think we've lived through a couple generations of how the job world has treated employees as just a line number, right? And leaders were task managers, right? They'd come in and say, all these are all the things that have to get done. And I'm literally just going to make sure you do them. And you're, you're an expense to the company and really not pouring into people yet. I think there's been a massive shift where the people are the currency. And I said this morning when Glenn was talking about the Facebook stuff, like Facebook needs Glenn more than Glenn needs Facebook. I hate to break it to you. And I think that's the way the world is going. I think leadership and communities are going to transcend, you know, positions. And I think true leaders identify and listen to what their people's needs are. And they're the ones that are taking out the track when nobody's looking and fixing people's problems that maybe the people aren't in a position to fix themselves. So yeah, I mean, that story was phenomenal. Back to you, Amanda. Yeah. And you know, if you've ever heard the phrase or you've been in a room where someone said the phrase like, wow, man, you are a natural born leader. Like you were, you were just born with this. The irony in it is there is some truth to that and that, and yet it's not such a truthful statement. And what I mean by that is, like I said earlier, Simon, in almost every single one of his talks, he talks about leaders aren't in charge. They care for those in their charge. And so as humans, we are born with chemicals that chemical reactions that happen in our body that actually we're designed to care for people. It's human nature for us. We want to help. We want to care. We want to be supportive. We want to do all of those things. And yet leadership is 100% a choice. Anybody has the opportunity to be a leader. Doesn't mean everybody should, nor does it mean everybody wants to. And leadership is one of the most hardest, the most stressful, the most, I mean, it, it is the hardest thing that you will ever do. A true leader who, who cares for the people in their charge, it's one of the hardest things that you will do. It comes at sacrificing yourself for the greater good, not putting yourself making decisions just about yourself, understanding that when you win and you do things the right way, you give up all that credit to the people that are in your world. And when things go wrong, you take full responsibility for them. That's powerful. I mean, how often do we do something? And again, these are like chemical, these are, these are chemical reactions that happen in our body based on things that we do. And so how many times do you check something off your list or how many times, you know, are you brainstorming on an idea and you finally mastered it, right? You finally, you finally solved the problem. You got to the answer and you're like, yes, I won. And yet you didn't win. It's because of everybody else in your organization and you have to be okay with that. So naturally the pressures of the outside world, they actually like they, they can find you into this, like, yes, take responsibility or uh, yes, take credit for it. Yes. Make sure that you work hard because there's going to be a massive reward at the end of it. Yes. You're going to get a trophy for it. You know, yes, you're all of these amazing things are going to happen if you just do that. And then at the end of the day, you completely sacrifice that for the people that are in your world, in your organization, in your life. It's just absolutely 100% something that is not taken seriously. It's not, it's not upheld with the utmost importance. It is not something that people, when we talk about leaders, when we talk about truly stepping up and, and truly, truly dedicating anything in your life,
any idea, any advancement, any anything in your life for the greater good, like that's one of the hardest things you will ever experience. So I'll pass it back to you, Justin, because in my opinion, you are one of the best leaders that I know. So in your organization, would you concur that it's not something that was designated? You were chosen. You were chosen by your people. Yeah, I, sometimes I don't really understand how I ended up in the position that I'm in, to be quite frank with you, right? Because I was always the guy that just worked. And I, I'm sure I'm a little bit crazy to a certain degree because a lot of people, while I was working 70 hour weeks back in the day, and I mean, I've done every job. Like I worked in fish markets, I was a butcher, I was a landscaper, I did worked in a mechanic's garage, I did inventory control. I literally, it was a bouncer DJ. <laughs> I mean, it goes on and on and on. But, you know, as I was slugging sloppy garbage bags through restaurants and bars and everybody was partying, you know, I, I was laying the foundation. And, you know, the one thing I wanted to mention about the leadership conversation is you can be a leader in whatever position you're in, right? It doesn't mean you have to lead a massive group like Glenn is leading right now. It could just mean that whatever position that you happen to be in is the position that you're in for leadership. Maybe you can impact three people around you in your fantasy football league. Maybe you lead your friends in terms of, doing something that they aspire to do, right? I think sometimes people don't realize that they're in a position of leadership and the choices that they make matter, right? I, I, we discussed this in the other room this morning. We were talking about how, you know, in our industry, and this is all industries, I think the, the real estate porn and the hustle porn and the, you know, when I get this many followers, or when I get these many subscribers, or when I get this opportunity to speak on this stage, then it's going to come together. I promise you, if you live your life like that, you're going to lead an empty, empty life. Yet, if you can be excited to take out the trash or wipe down the counter in the bathroom that has water all over it and you know it doesn't look good for your customers and nobody's watching, I promise you, you're a leader, right? You have to be able to do the things, the small things, as well as you're going to do the big things. Everybody wants to do the big things and everybody wants to be the leader, but those are often the people that never end up leading. I think people will come around you when you come from service and you come from a place of true commitment and long tail game, right? I think people think very, very short. They, they're like, well, I'll take out the garbage and they do it for three months and then they get upset that nobody's thanking them. And, you know, they, they tell somebody, a subordinate to do it in front of them. I'm like, you missed the whole point, right? It, it's a muscle. Leadership is a muscle, just like anything else. And sometimes I'll exercise it. And sometimes I'll back into a supportive role and just be here to help other leaders lead. But I think if you can take your ego out of it and be cognizant that the choices you make are going to determine your leadership role in your community, I think you'll find opportunities everywhere. Does that answer your question, Amanda? Oh, absolutely. Like I mentioned earlier, it's an absolute choice, right? And you first need to decide and you do that by leading yourself first. That's, in my opinion, that's the most important leadership because we can't lead others until we lead ourselves. And then it goes to leading the person to the left of you and to the right of you. And it's truly with a servant's heart. Now, when we think about leadership, there's one of two ways to look at it. And, you know, as you were talking, I'm like, Glenn is a perfect example of this. So, you know, we've heard Glenn's story. He started in a closet. <laughs> And he's like, I have a message that I want to deliver. And it started with, you know, five people or eight people that would log on every single morning on Facebook. <clears throat> and what I hear in that story is Glenn, Glenn, first and foremost, his mindset around leadership was infinite. And when we look at leadership, there are some leaders 
who have the mindset of a finite game. I'm going to do everything in my power while I'm here to make sure that it runs and operates to the best of its ability. It's a finite game. There's an, a beginning and an end. And yet Glenn is a leader who thinks with the infinite mindset and that's I am going to leave this earth in better condition than it was when I arrived. And people will say Glenn's name long after he's gone because he's impacted them. He served them. It's a choice. So first you have to decide, am I playing the infinite game or am I playing the finite game? Then once you decide, it's all about starting with yourself, then the person to the left and the person to the right. Yet leaders, regardless of whether you're playing the infinite game or the finite game, they have a cause. Now, those with the infinite mindset have a cause so just that they are willing to sacrifice everything for it. And so this is a prime example of that. Glenn started with a just cause that he 100% believed in every part, fiber of his being is about that cause. And then he created a space because here's the second most important rule of leadership is that you have to understand you can't do any of what you want to accomplish alone. And so you have to surround yourself with people, with teams of people that truly trust you. And so Glenn created a safe space and he knows, he says it day in and day out. I could never do this without the amazing, I mean, what are we at? Almost a hundred mods behind the scenes. And let me tell you this because I've experienced it firsthand. These aren't just moderators who have a segment, wait for their segment and contribute to the segment and they bounce. These are people who stay in here and they support others. They continue to be a student of the game. On the back end, they are pouring into the ideas. They are servicing at such a high level. They're taking on parts of, you know, the entire project and they do it for no money. They give up their time, which we absolutely understand is like their most, it's like, it's like the, you can't get back. You spend time all day long and you can never get that back. It's not like money where you can spend it and make more of it. Time is like your, it's like the most important commodity that you have and you can't get it back. And I watch it time and time again. So Glenn had a just cause. He created a space where people felt safe. They felt heard. They felt encouraged. They felt inspired. And then the magic happened and it continues to happen as people enter into this space. Because when you trust your leader, when you know that no matter what, they will have your back. In every single day he shows up, he talks about how we're almost on a thousand episodes of five o'clock in the morning. So when he shows, he leads by example, when he's willing to step on the front line, he knows that if this entire thing went wrong, he'd be taking responsibility for it. And every day it goes right, he gives the credit to everybody else in this room. And when you create an, a space and an environment like that, the possibilities are absolutely endless. So I'll pass it back to you, Justin. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I do, actually. I mean, leadership can be the most lonely thing on the face of the earth, right? And most challenging things that you're going to do can tend to be the most rewarding. And when you were talking about the moderators on the back end and all the work that goes into it, I mean, I've seen personally some of the most challenging conversations being held up in the most ethical manner, right? The conversations being done with grace. And to me, 
a group of people that can have a transparent conversation is an indication that you have the right people in the right seats. But the coolest thing is you mentioned money. If you look at what's happening with the world and the countries that are just printing money left, right, and center, understand money's money, right? Like it, it has value, but it's just a tool. Time and legacy is absolutely priceless. And get this, I don't know if Glenn knows this. I, I hope he's here to hear this, but my daughter always comes up to me now and says, I'm a man, understand? And if you don't know what that means, I would go on YouTube right now and I'd type in Glenn Lundy, I'm a man, and listen to that poem. And listen to the intent that he has in the leadership that he has in this group. And I this is all the Truman Show, and they're going to pull back the curtain, and we're all actors. But it doesn't matter because he keeps showing up, and that's true leadership. 100%. So I feel like we've given you all so much information this morning. And like we always love to do, we'd love to hear from you. So is there anybody in the audience that would love to raise their hand and come up? Maybe somebody on stage who has a burning desire to just give input on this topic. Maybe you've worked for an organization or in a space where you absolutely understand what isn't leadership. Or you've worked in a space where leadership has been so amazing and you want to share about it. Just flash your mics. I would love to hear from anybody who has any input. Any success story that they want to share? I hear a mic. Go ahead. I'm so sorry. The stage is so big today. I can't see you, but go ahead. Hey, no worries. Uh, th this is TM. Uh, great, great discussion uh, on leadership this morning. Um, leadership is one of my major pillars. I've been a leader for a long time. Um, and so I love how you just expounded on how it, it applies right to yourself. Um, to others, right? I mean, you, you can lead anybody. I love Justin said, you know, even people on a baseball team, right, in an athletic environment, two or three, it just takes one person, right? I mean, for you to be a leader and to make a positive impact. But but you said something uh, earlier, and, and I love the quote, right? Um, and it was, lead, leadership is not about um, leading the people who report to you, right? But taking care of those people. I think a lot of times we, we think leadership um, gives us the right, right? It, it's entitlement um, when really it's about taking care um, of, of people, setting them up for success, leading them down the right path, sharing experiences that will help them to grow. So thank you very much for this segment. I mean, to me, I tell anybody, leadership is the sauce. If you're trying to get to the next level, if you're trying to make the most money, uh, you're not going to be able to do that without operating in a capacity of leadership. So thank you so much for this information this morning. TM, I'm complete for now. Uh, thanks, TM. I so appreciate your contribution. And yes, that was a Simon Sinek quote. Leaders are not in charge. They take care of those in their charge. Anybody else? Flash your mic. Oh, actually, open it up. The stage is so big. I would love to hear from you. Hey, this is Tony Monefertiti. Um, I would just like to say that um, when it comes down to um, like what Justin was saying, and you're you're asking about success, I believe that one of my pinnacles of success is recognizing that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Um, and like um, he was just saying, and a lot of the times in corporations they're just going by numbers or like the head count so um, I always say I was laid off to be put on because if I was never put in that position and faced that adversity I wouldn't have the success of knowing and still learning um, how to become an entrepreneur so I thank you for this space this is Tony Moore and I'm complete 
Oh, thank you, Tony Mo. I appreciate that. And this applies, right? So to Tony Mo, I mean, I, I would venture to guess that you probably don't have 7,000 employees. It may be you and maybe a couple of others. And it just starts with you. Decide if you want to lead. It's a choice. It's not a designation. And then the second thing is you do that by example. And you start with the person to your left and the person to your right. So I love that share, Tony Mo. Thank you. Anybody else? Go ahead and unmike, say your name. Hey, Amanda. Hey. It's Armando speaking. Go ahead. Hey. Go ahead, Armando. And then I heard a female voice. So we'll go Armando it's and then... Perfect. And then, mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, real fast. Thank you. Um, so, you know, I've been a leader uh, in my healthcare uh, profession, physical therapy for the past 15 years and now transferring to real estate and organically and naturally, I want to, you know, become a leader in this space. So for me, it was creating systems for getting listings. And after, you know, what happens after you get the listing, you know, uh, <laughs> how to sell it and get prepared and, you know, uh, be time efficient to get that listing up and have you know, less steps and, and just, just get everything in line for tell you know, put it on the MLS. And so when I do become a mentor in the real estate space and I do lead, you know, young agents or even agents that are looking for learning opportunities, I can be a, a light for them. So uh, my name is Armando, real estate agent in Houston, Texas. Thank you. Oh, I love it, Armando. Thank you so much for that share. And did I hear Christina? Is that who I heard? No, you heard Dr. Verna I mean, coming to you from Minneapolis, Minnesota. And um, I'm the author of The Power of People, Four Kinds of People Who Can Change Your Life. And Amanda, it's Christina. You did hear me earlier. Oh. I think she went out. I don't know. Dr. Sure. Verna, you went out. We can't hear you. Okay, while she's getting back to her mic, we'll definitely come back to you, Dr. Verna. Christina, go ahead, and then we'll go back to Dr. Verna. Okay, great. Thank you. Okay, so I also like uh, like the quote that you uh, mentioned. Love it, love it, love it. Also like the example you gave um, about the captain on the ship. Great example. Um, and definitely correct. We first need to lead ourselves before we can lead others. Um, definitely cannot lead others if we are not, uh, you know, if we're not right. Um, I, it reminded me of something that we're always saying in our industry, to lead your ship. Leadership is lead your ship. So just wanted to chime in a little bit this morning, and I appreciate the session. Great session. Thank you, Christina. We appreciate you. Dr. Verner, are you back to your mic? Dr. Verna, are you there? I want to hear what you have to say. Oh, all right. Get back to our mic. Anybody else? Unmike, say your name. Would love to hear from you. I can jump in, Amanda. This is Sarah. Hey, Sarah. Good morning, Amanda and Justin. I love you both so much. I'm loving this segment so much. So um, one of the thought leaders I work with, her name is Shauna Hawking, and she um, coaches women leaders. And one of the phrases she says all the time is lead from where you are. Um, and that's one of my favorite concepts around leadership that, you know, I feel like you guys have really been sharing. And I want to add to the conversation, too, is that oftentimes we talk to people um, at the, you know, higher levels about servant leadership, but we also can empower people at every, um, level to be leaders. And I love the fact that I feel like you guys are bringing that up in this conversation as well, that wherever you are, um, you can lead the people around you in 
in how you carry yourself in your in your work ethic in the quality of your work and how you treat others so i just think it's a super powerful conversation that you can lead at every level and that doesn't go unnoticed so um i just i think you are both leaders and exceptional and i'm really enjoying this segment i'm done speaking yes say it for the people who didn't hear it in the back one more time you're 100 right and if that is something that just got you excited there's a really great book on that it's by john c maxwell and it's called the 360 degree leader and it talks about leading from your seat exactly where you are in any organization so whether you're the janitor or you're the executive assistant or you might just be an entry-level manager you can lead from your seat and if that is something that you are absolutely interested in talking about i'll tell you very quickly, I'm doing a segment tomorrow from one o'clock to two o'clock. And we're going to take this topic to the next level and actually talk in terms of organizations and the finite game and the rules that, uh, that apply to that game versus the infinite game and how we should think about our businesses and the longevity of them. And we'll talk exactly about that leadership and the impact that you can have from your seat. So Dr. Verna, did you get back to your mic? Oh, she's on the phone. No, I really wanted to hear what she had to say. Anybody else? We've got one more minute left. We'll take one more share, and then we're going to pass it over to the lovely Tamara. Amanda. Amanda. This, oops. Oh, um, good morning. Sorry, I'm sorry. Who was that? Oh, this is Stephen. Go for it, Stephen. Take it. Take it. All right. Thank you. Uh, Amanda and Justin, thank you for this session. I just want to uh, highlight a part of my life meeting a great leader. My supervisor, and I will keep this less than 60 seconds, I had a Tourette syndrome in the military. I asked for military discharge because of the stress back in Kosovo War. And my supervisor came to me and he said, uh, we're not going to discharge you. I will give you more time on breaks if that helps relieve the stress. And he started working a lot of my shifts uh, a couple hours a day to relieve my stress. And from that, I uh, launched my career in the military because of a leader who served. Instead of looking at himself, he looked at my needs. And I'll never forget that sergeant back in 2000. Uh, I am done uh, speaking. This is Steve McCall. Thank you for that share, Steve. We appreciate it. Justin, I always love sharing the stage with you, my brother. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.